Hello, welcome to episode 19. 19. Yep. Yeah, one day I will remember the episode numbers. Um, episode 19 of Gaming Fix, the first, best, and only weekly gaming podcast recorded by six internet friends. Uh, currently, there's five of us, uh, but you'll find out why in a minute. The, actually, the secret truth is that Eric's not here. Wow. Um, wow. Way to give it away. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> You have to go home to get that ending. Yeah. Uh, you've already heard uh, Alex. Hey, I have some ginger ale. Allison. Hi, I am glad that you're back here to host because that is not an easy job. <laughs> Andre. Like Kratos after God of War 3, I have shed the chains that bound me and am no longer uh, playing God of War. Hey. <laughs> I'm Pat. I really wish I had ginger ale. Oh man, you sound like a robot. Great. <laughs> Wait, like my I need to re- reconnect to this call sound like a robot? Or? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I mean I'd like to say that Pat should stay on the call as robot Pat for the rest of the uh, rest of the podcast. Yeah, Ro- Pat's not here. He's being um, covered by a robot Pat. We built yeah. him a while ago. Don't tell Pat. Yeah, his initials are RBB because it's Robo Best Boy. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, if he's a robot, he's not a boy, so he's best robot. Best bot. Okay, that's good. Better. Yeah, whatever I sound like now, you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> oh, you, you, well, you're not Robot Pat anymore. Oops, the, the cat's out of the bag. We have Robot Pat, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen Bill and Ted. Uh, Bill and Ted's bogus journey, mm-hmm. uh, but the evil robot version of you uh, is actually way better at Destiny. Mm, yeah, tracks. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we're talking about video games. Um, it's 11 p.m. and I've been up since 5 a.m. Uh, <laughs> Alex, <laughs> you have a weird game to talk about. Uh, I, I won't say the name out loud because it's funny. So <laughs> you're talking about Bendy and the Ink Machine. Yep. 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 I don't know, man. That game is weird. <laughs> I know that might come as a surprise given that you just talked about it, but... Uh, surprising that you're bringing a game that you could describe as weird. Yeah, I know. I actually, I have a list. Do. I have a list of other stuff that's barely video games that I could talk about. But no, let's talk about Bendy and the Ink Machine. <laughs> so, as far as I can tell, this game was started on Patreon, which is weird. It's not like it started on Kickstarter. <laughs> it's that's the first time I've ever seen a game started on Patreon. But uh, it's like this chapter-based thing, kind of like a Telltale game, and where the first chapter is completely free on Steam. So no barrier to entry at least so you can check it out if you want it's a horror game and it's kind of like a mix between bioshock and cuphead <laughs> so it's it kind of looks awesome like yeah like the aesthetic is very cuphead it's very old school disney animation studio kind of thing but the bioshock comes from 
you wandering around this location picking up uh logs and doing some puzzles and stuff like that or by logs i mean like uh tapes like voice tapes kind of things and i don't know it's kind of walking simulator so it's kind of like your gone homes or your uh what remains of edith finch but better than that uh but it also has light puzzle solving you can you know you can jump so that's <laughs> that's a step above edith finch there are no steps above edith finch <laughs> not possible <laughs> uh i honestly thought alex was gonna say it's like edith finch or whatever except good <laughs> i i thought that's what was gonna be said and i i was i was all ready to go how dare you <laughs> uh i wouldn't say it's good <laughs> it it's cool but like okay so the first chapter to complete it took me about 20 minutes so Ooh. pretty short huh. and there are currently three other chapters released and to buy them as a bundle is about 20 dollars <laughs> so the idea of spending 20 dollars on 60 minutes of material <laughs> does not sound very appealing to me so i did not purchase the rest of them but i don't know it has issues there's a lot of backtracking your character moves ridiculously slow even if you're holding the run button like Eh. it's it's got a real good atmosphere though yeah i mean i don't the i wouldn't mind if it was like a really really good like this is awesome you got to see this 20 dollars for 60 minutes of gameplay i would be okay with that um mm -hmm. but it sounds like it's not worth the time either really um is the thing that would maybe turn me off of it yeah like, yeah because i i've paid full price for kind of shorter walking sim type games like gone home and firewatch and edith finch and i and i personally think that was worth it because they're very memorable valuable experiences to me but if this is not that then twenty dollars seems a little steep yeah like its story is pretty ambiguous like it's kind of it's interesting enough, but it's not telling you anything explicitly, and it's it's leaving a lot to the imagination, which, you know, in itself isn't a problem, but it's just a little too ambiguous, and it's trying to go for more, like, jump scares than story, so... Um, do you know how many chapters are going to be? Um, no, five. I don't. Pro probably five. Yeah, okay. If Sam says okay. five, then five, but... And they've released four. So, I don't know, maybe That's it'll be worth... Bad. Maybe it'll be worth checking out if they release all five is like a ten dollar thing but for now i'd say check out the first chapter then leave it up to your discretion if you continue with it i might do that i'm vaguely intrigued but oh. i'm not great with jump scares so one, we'll see one thing i mentioned and i'd be interesting if it's the same for you all is that it had pretty intense performance issues on my computer which is like not an old computer like the gpu is a 980 so it's not that outdated but like it was chugging along at some points hmm well looks like you'll need to buy an 1170 come uh to august probably maybe i don't know did they actually announce like that new, new, that is that is their rumored release date for the 1170 cool hopefully huh. bitcoin is, doesn't exist by then <laughs> i mean <laughs> i think the 1180 is like supposed to be july or something mm -hmm. hopefully they like it just like does something like there's just some kind of driver incompatibility with uh 
with with like all Bitcoin mining software. That so like, <laughs> if you seriously, if they could somehow like bake in some driver incompatibility that takes three months for people to figure out how to get around, so that way the cards can be on the market and not have their price inflated for a few months. Um, Boy, wouldn't that like be nice? Prices, like a prices have supposedly come down. I I don't look for GPUs, but. Uh, I just saw like a story pop up. It's like, hey, prices have come down, and you can get graphics card at a reasonable, normal price now. I've also heard that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So apparently, Alex Rooster Teeth is putting that game out on console. What? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a good reason to not give them any money. Sorry. Sorry. Wait. <laughs> So Bendy and the Ink Machine is coming to console published by Rooster Teeth? <laughs> yeah, to Xbox One, Switch, and uh, PS4. Weird. Like, oh. I thought that was super interesting. Is that the first game is, is that the first game they've ever published? No, I, I don't think so. so. Didn't they publish their own anime game? I think they did. Oh, did for Ruby or something? Fallout 4? Oh, I didn't know that oh. Ruby had a game. There's huh. definitely multiple Ruby games, I think. Hmm. Oh yeah. So if I can take up one more moment of y'all's time, because I wasn't here last week, I can tell you about what I played last week slash watched last week, which was, I finished an anime. I don't know if you've ever heard of this genre before, but it's this animation that comes out of Japan, I think. Oh, you mean what? manga? Yes, I, uh, an animated manga. Uh, Japan animation, <laughs> I think it's called. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it comes out I of China. I think it's called a hentai. Mm, yes. It has all the H scenes, but um, something about Yowie. I think it's Yowie. <laughs> Some Yuri, but um, so I watched the oh, show. That's the ice skating one, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's Yowie also on ice. It, <laughs> 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 oh boy! I'm not going to describe what Yuri actually is to y'all, but anyways, Clanid skating astronauts. <laughs> Oh boy. So Clanid is a really lovely television show that was actually based on a VN. So I finished the show and then actually went back and played the VN because it, uh, from what I heard reading about it is the show follows the story pretty closely for the most part until the very ending, uh, where it diverges. The show gives you, I don't want to say a happy ending, but a happier ending than the visual novel does. <laughs> So I wanted to experience that visual novel happy or other ending, and good lord, is it incredibly dark. <laughs> um, I don't know if I would recommend that show to anyone in this room. I've already talked with Erica about it and been like, yo, you should never watch this. Because like <laughs> it's it's a really cute slice of life comedy, slow-paced kind of thing with really great characters who have really fleshed out black backstories and stuff like that, which is awesome. And it plays it super straight for the most part, with a few emotional gut punches. Then like the last arc goes absolutely insane <laughs> and it just makes it incredibly sad and like uh i heard some people call it traumatically sad to the point where if you oh. have if you have depression maybe don't play this game or watch the show for that matter <laughs> i i almost want to spoil why but i think it's worth experiencing if you're interested in it uh i'll say the story is a bit predictable but the best thing about spoil it, me later. I will spoil you later, but yeah, though it's a bit predictable, the writing and execution makes it pretty crazy good. Okay. Uh, Cause I, you like, 
you had me really interested with the whole slice of life with fleshed out characters and like kind of slow pacing because <laughs> I haven't really been into anime for a while. Like I was really into it in high school, but it's, it's since kind of fallen away. But the last couple of things that I've really loved in it, in it are just that kind of like slice of life thing. Like I was really big into K-On for a while. So oh, well, K-On is fantastic. <laughs> Good anime. It's so, and K-On too, and the movie good anime so like you have me interested in that it's like goes off the wall it's like dramatically sad i'm like okay maybe this is not something that i need right now uh there is a slice of life anime that recently came out uh i'm looking it up sorry because i can't remember the exact title yeah it's called a place further than the universe which okay. is a slice of life anime and it is extraordinarily charming and beautiful and has a very positive and uplifting feel by the end so that Ooh. might that might be more to your taste i might have to watch that <laughs> but yeah but have you seen your name i need to it's very good it's like I want to see it. one of the best looking movies i've ever seen oh yeah uh he does shinkai does amazing work uh he also made five centimeters per second if, yeah, which got that on Netflix watch list. It's it's really good, but similar to Clanid, go in with a warning that it's also very depressing. <laughs> awesome. But, but yes, Clanid, really good. Check it out. Watch the show if you want. And then the visual novel's good, but it's basically the exact same story, and I think the, the show probably does it a little better. So mm. That's Noted. it, yo. Exciting. Speaking mm -hmm. about doing things better, I hear that Japan does theme park rides better. Andre? Uh, I, I can neither confirm nor deny that claim as I've only been to a theme park in Japan, at least when I've been able to ride like cool theme park rides. I went when I was like four to like Disney World. But meh. But yeah, I went to Universal Cool Japan 2018 at Universal Studios Japan. And like every year they do like some like limited themed attractions. Like uh, I think they've done like an Evangelion one. Last year they had an Attack on Titan one. Uh, I don't know what those attractions actually were, but um, they're probably similar to what they did this year. And so I went to Monster Hunter The Real, and <laughs> that's, that's what it was called, Monster Hunter The Real, and Final Fantasy VR Roller Coaster, which was a real co roller coaster, but you put on like a VR headset. Uh, but uh, let's see, Monster Hunter, I was, I was disappointed. Um, basically, you just get this like little square thing. And then you stand in front of a big screen and there are like these IR sensors, camera things, and you hold up the thing. And depending on how you hold it, it'll like, like see the symbol on it and then it'll put like a weapon in your hand. So you can do like a lance if you hold it in front of your chest or if you hold it above your head, you get a long sword like out and like sideways. I think you get or like out with like your fist pointing out this going this way. Uh, you get a heavy bow gun, and then if you just kind of hold it out up and down, you get a uh, uh, great sword. And then, like, the monsters from the game come on, and you can kind of, like, swing at them, but you don't actually affect them. It's just, like, a video playing out, and you're on there. And then it'll take uh, your picture at, like, a couple points throughout. 
Uh, so I went with four friends and that's the max you can get on like a picture. So that was cool. But the pictures are kind of bad. Uh, just because everyone's trying to figure out like, what's going on? Like, what is happening? And then it takes your picture, like covering your face with like the lance shield or something or like one of the weapons. That was kind of lame, but it, it's like a fun, <laughs> dumb thing. The costumes that all the people who were like running the thing had were incredible. Like just like the most top tier cosplay costumes for like Monster Hunter you could think of. Uh, the only complaint I would have about that is it wasn't any like the late game cool stuff. It was just like the stuff you see like NPCs wearing. Were, but were that's any, whatever. Were, uh, there, were there any palicos? There was a palico on a video. No IRL palicos. Bad. Missed opportunity. Um, yeah. Um, but they do like get you to do like the little fist pump thing and like chant where you go in and stuff so it's like you're going on a hunt uh so that was like kind of fun and interesting but I was, overall i was disappointed by what was that sorry i was saying, it would have been cool if there was like a cafe and they made you eat before you went on the ride oh yeah. that'd be cute like a palico cat cafe or, yeah yeah we we'll come we'll come back to monster hunter uh later in this podcast um and then the final fantasy one uh, what? Oh, also, when you do it, you get like a code for like a limited edition quest in Monster Hunter that you can only get if you go to the Universal Studio thing. And you can like take people on the quest in the game if you have it. And there's like some limited gear that you can only get through that quest. So I'm going to do that finally. Uh, and then the Final Fantasy VR ride was they replaced Space Fantasy with it, which was lame because Space Fantasy was my favorite thing the first time I went. But like it's the same roller coaster, I think, just like maybe slightly altered. And you have VR goggles on, which was just like a Samsung Gear VR. So that was like surprising when I looked. I was like, oh, hey, that's just like some real cheap VR thing. Uh, and so you're in, like you're in like a spaceship behind the or like a crystal ship or something behind like Moogle. Moogle's flying everything, and you're just flying through like different realms of Final Fantasy. And there's like giant. Uh, oh, what are they called? I don't know. Like the big iron guys with the big swords and stuff like that, like all attacking. And then you go into, was it Midgar? Is that from Final Fantasy VII? And then like Sephiroth yeah. and Cloud are like fighting in front of you, flying through the air. And it's really funny. Uh, my girlfriend, she loves the flying dinosaur ride, which is like, I think it's the tallest, uh, like, one where you're prone and like hanging from the from the roller coaster and like she laughs during that one but during this like smaller final fantasy one she was like screaming which was really funny <laughs> uh, maybe it was because of the vr and it was like hard to see what was actually happening because you couldn't always tell when you were in a drop since you're like flying so suddenly it's just like whoa that, that uh, but, would probably freak me out i think <laughs> looking at the way this ride looks like it's structured <laughs> For the most part, you could tell when it was going to do stuff because, like, you're seeing, like, there's a path ahead of you mostly. Sometimes it would, uh, like, when you're in the air for parts of it, it would say, oh, no, we got to go down. But I didn't feel like that was any different than, like, a regular roller coaster because the drops aren't super significant. It probably feels more so because 
you like you're in VR, so it like make it's making you seem like you're going further, maybe. Mm. Uh, but yeah, and that was eh, like it was a cool ride, but like I would have liked some more Final Fantasy deep cuts in there. So, with so are like are they like uh, Oculus Rift headsets that are just kind of taped to the back of the headrests or what? Yes. No, it's just a Gear VR, and they you put oh. it on your head, and they like put like a safety thing on the like behind you, so it's huh. like tethered to the ride. But yeah, it's just like Samsung Gear VR with like a Galaxy phone in there. Weird. I, I've used a Gear VR. I actually think they're really cool. Um, yeah, I, I was surprised it worked so because like I'm moving pretty fast and stuff, but it kept up the whole time. There were no issues. That's good. I have a. Uh, as a side note, if you're, you should look at Google Daydream if you ever want a phone headset. It's even better than Gear VR. Uh, also, I don't know how you guys feel about Waterworld, but uh, starting June first, there's a Waterworld like action show happening where they do stunts and stuff. I guess I don't know. They did that in the California one. It's actually really good. It was better than the movie. Just fucking fucking no. Waterworld. What? <laughs> I am still uh, obsessed. There's also like a moon. Go for it. And there's a sailor. No, oh, yeah, there's a sailor moon thing that was going on that I did not go see. Uh, it was like a 40 spirit. I don't know exactly what it entails. But I think it's just you watch a video and it like moves you around probably. Oh, that's kind of boring. Uh, but did you? I've got a. I've got an annual pass, so I might try and go back before it disappears next month. I don't know. Do they still have the Harry Potter area there? Oh yeah, yeah. No, that was that's that ride is so good. Did did you? Except, did you? Go, there aren't any Dementors in the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> did Did you go there with your whatever that Harry Potter app name is called? I can't even remember at this point. I I am still not playing the Harry Potter game. No. You know that's smart. That's a smart choice. <laughs> Are you still playing it, Allison? I'm, I'm yes, gonna... I'm still playing it. And my family just asked me, why are you still playing this? And I'm like, I will. I don't know. I'm still going to play it. So <laughs> I'm going to hope they fix it and then I'll play it. I don't know what fixing if that game looks it. like other I than removing it from the app store and then putting out a different game. That's what fixing it looks like. Yeah, like a completely different game. Not like the same game, like just scrap the whole thing. <laughs> Here's Monument Valley 3. Definitely <laughs> much better than this. But like with Harry Potter as that character. Harry Potterman Valley? No. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, That's terrible. I love it. Yeah. Speaking of things that are terrible, Pat, I heard you've been playing oh. a game. That's so mean. Sorry. Sorry. But I thought he wasn't talking about Destiny 2 this Speaking yeah, that's of terrible just... video games, uh, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's if that's because like of actually of the game that I brought, or if it's because uh, you're just mad I'm not talking about Destiny too. <laughs> uh, it's a little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah, so people <laughs> like I've never the the so I the, the I, I've uh, been playing a lot of Paladins this week because it just finally released out of beta and is technically like released released now, like. That is the thing that more people are. That game is the thing that more people on the internet are wrong about than I think any other video game related thing. That game is like super fun and really good, and people look at it and don't 
they they see they assume that it's an Overwatch clone, and then they walk away and say like, "Oh, hi res, you and your clones." When like none of the games they've put out are actually nearly as much clones as you would think looking at them. Um, so their their claim to fame before this was Smite. They did make some bad games prior to that. Uh, Global Agenda and Tribes Ascend are both trash, uh, and those came out of their studio. Um, but uh, I don't know what happened between those games and Smite, but Smite's a pretty awesome MOBA. Um, it's super different than League and Dota and the million other games that, that uh, kind of took the MOBA-Dota uh formula but um paladins is i think i like that even more than smite um a lot of people like when it came it's weird because like it uh started development around the same time as overwatch was announced so a lot of the talk of like them ripping off overwatch is silly because the game was actually in development before we knew what overwatch was and while i'm sure that overwatch's popularity did uh, influence the direction that their development went. Um, it's never was really conceived as like, oh, we should make one of those too. Um, and then it ended up actually like hitting the the hitting beta after Overwatch came out. So it ha- it, it hasn't been available as long as Overwatch, but uh, it, it 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 was in development for a similar amount of time. But basically, it's it's sort of a hero shooter like Overwatch, but it's more of a first person MOBA than Overwatches. Uh, Overwatch like, Battleborn. Oh, like Battleborn. Like Is it Battleborn, hobby? but good. <laughs> um, would you describe it as hobby grade? <laughs> no, I would not. First person Paragon. Um, it's a lot better than Paragon, too. Uh, Where do I sign up for refunds? <laughs> Um, yeah, the thing that's, that is interesting about, uh, about Paladins is that it's, it's like, it looks a lot like Overwatch when you see it played, but Overwatch is competitive. The way, the way that you, the way that the Overwatch game evolves is everybody picks their character and then you see what the other team has and then you start counterpicking what they have. And really Overwatch at a higher level is all about like continually shifting counterpicks, which is kind of why I don't really enjoy playing that game competitively um i like watching it because the people because people are so good at their characters but um it's i have a hard time playing it because i don't really like the just like counter pick everybody screams at each other to pick the thing that counters the thing that they have so big divergence number one in paladins you pick one character that's your character for the match there is no switching in the middle of the game so it's more like a moba in that respect um yeah definitely and team comp is extremely important. So you need to have like a support champ, a tank, uh, a and then damage. And there's um, frontline support, damage, and flanks. Um, so flanks being like they have a lot of good movement abilities, and they're great for like getting behind enemies and killing them after the damage has kind of done been dealt. So uh, that's one of the first major differences. The second one is that you have a set of loadout cards that are diff- that you make loadouts for your characters with that allow you to kind of modify how they work. So they might have things like um, your healing, healing you, on your right click is a heal for a teammate. And instead of being a 
might reduce the total amount of healing it does, but also reduce the amount of time it takes to, for the healing to come out. It's a bunch of like very kind of uh, granular changes to the character. Um, one of my favorite characters right now has a card that increases the amount of ammo in a clip uh, when in each clip. So um, then each character also has one of has a few different talents they're called now, which are like high level changes to how they play that you pick on a per match basis. So there's kind of some customization coming in. Um, and then finally, there's also you buy items in the game like you would in a, in a MOBA. Um, and the, it's the itemization is way simpler. There's only like 16 items in the game total. And you can only pick one They're They're divided into four tracks and you can only pick one from each track. So it's a lot simpler and easier to understand. But it all kind of combines to being, even though the act of the mode is the same as in Team Fortress or Overwatch, everything going on around it is a lot more tactical, uh, less less about Twitch ability and more about like strategic managing how the characters interact um, and then making buys that will kind of help you against what the other team is bringing. Yeah. So it's really cool. I highly recommend it. Uh, they have a great, Hi-Rez does a great business model with their games too. It's free to play. So you can check it out. But then for like $25, you can just buy all the characters. Um, so you don't have to buy them one by one, like in league. Um, That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Like this is very, oh, sorry. Uh, I think there's like 27 right now, but they yeah. add them pretty frequently. But, uh, but Pat, this is extraordinarily Dota-like in the video that's currently currently playing. So if anyone's watching the video version of the podcast, it has a pick-and-ban screen that is very much like Dota. Yep, yep. Uh, which you don't see in quick play, obviously, but in competitive, yeah, there's the, there's picks and bans. Um, uh, I'm trying to see, get a... Uh, yeah, it's like 25 to 30, uh, 36, 36 champions. Um, they add them every month or two. That's really Ooh. cool. Wait, are they really called champions and not paladins? They are called champions and not paladins. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> whatever, what? whatever. They're called champions. They're called champions and not legends in League of Legends. So, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> Thanks for uh, making that argument for me. <laughs> but uh, the, the 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 main reason that I wanted to bring the game up is because they had uh, they they did a lot of creative things during the beta to try to figure out how to monetize the game and went into some really shitty territory where like they were they did like originally the cards i was talking about that you do for a loadout um you had to get them in chests like loot boxes basically oh, um, or like, you could like battlefront <laughs> kind of yeah well not as bad as battlefront um it was more like um you get the card once and then you get to pick what level to put it at in your deck in your loadout basically you get 12 loadout points and five different cards to select and then you can give cards uh level bonuses by spending those points so all you needed to do is unlock the card one time and then you could do whatever you wanted to with it in a loadout so it wasn't as bad as battlefront it was closer to something like hearthstone um uh, but then um it's eventually they <laughs> they th apparently thought that the battlefront model was a really good way to go so after it became clear what battlefront was they changed to that model where you had to like unlock like you had to get more copies of the cards to level them up oh no yeah and they it was not as bad as battlefront because in the competitive mode they just leveled everybody so there was no 
it didn't matter what your card levels were in, in competitive, but in the unranked, just for fun modes, you had to level them up. So that was terrible, and it led to this mass exodus from the game. I stopped playing it around then, too, just because I was, I was confident they would fix it. But uh, So what they ended up settling on was just the Overwatch model. Now all the cards are available all the time at any level for free. You don't need to do anything. Um, and then uh, the only thing in loot boxes are cosmetics. So no gameplay affecting stuff is locked up, except for obviously you need to get the characters either free-to-play, by grinding them out or buying the pack that has them all in it. So it's pretty nice that they came around there. They put out a big like Mia culpa statement too, before the game came out of like when they made the change to this overwatch model where they were like, we fucked up big time. We're really sorry. This was a bad idea. This was stupid. Like a lot of people on the development team thought it was stupid. And for some reason we listened to the people that said it would make us more money. And we don't plan to do that again. Cause it was a really bad mistake. <laughs> so <laughs> they also, yeah, they announced a battle royale mode for that game too. <laughs> and <laughs> as part of all that, it does look pretty fun. But as part of all that, they split the battle royale mode off and said, "Like, we're still working on this, but we're if we release it, it's going to be as a separate thing, not not tied to this game, because that way we can monetize it differently and everything." But <laughs> they went through a dark period late last year that they've recovered from for release. So anybody who hasn't checked it out, I recommend giving it a shot. It's, it's a really fun game. Cool. Uh, is it free? It's free, yes. But then you can buy the characters in a big pack. Or you can go with free rotation characters. Can you earn characters you in gameplay? In-game? Yeah. There is an in-game currency that I think you can still buy the characters with. Okay. Cool. But really, the pack to get all the characters is like twenty-five or thirty dollars, and then that gets you the characters forever too. So future wait, future characters yeah. as well. Yes, all okay. characters forever. That's how Smite is. Like I bought the Smite pack for twenty bucks when that game was in alpha, and I've gotten all of the like eighty-seven characters that are now in it as they come out. Hmm. Only eighty-seven. Wow. It might be more than that. I can't. I'm not sure. Speaking of getting all the characters, uh, Allison, you've been playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yeah, in, so... Which all the characters are unlocked from the start. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, where are you going with this, buddy? Yeah, I, 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 get, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. It's All the characters are unlocked in that. Um, so I, like I've, been, I've mentioned to the rest of the group, I am moving right now. So that's been taking up a lot of my time. Um, but... Um, my family has been helping me out. And so um, for a couple of days after we finished moving some stuff and working on in my new apartment, um, I sat my first my sibling and then my sibling and my dad down to play Mario Kart 8. And forced them. Well, Lee, my sibling wanted to. My dad was a lot more hesitant. And to be perfectly honest, he probably should be, um, because he had he had some trouble. Um, he, did, did you give him like the auto turn and accelerate? He did, said he didn't want it. We asked if he wanted it, and he said no. Did he? Did, did he use tilt controls? Have. Did he use tilt controls and then state, "I am using tilt controls"? <laughs> no, we didn't play online, but I. I even if I'm not using tilt controls, whenever I play online, I definitely use and like, I'm using tilt I controls. <laughs> I'm glad it's not just me. Um, but yeah, that's, but it is. It is. In terms of service. <laughs> I like to beat people and then they're like, he was using tilt controls? 
But yeah, um, I, I also would like to note that my dad, when when given all of the various characters that he could choose, he immediately went for Waluigi, which I was like, oh, I am yeah. so I am a proud daughter that you're immediately like, I got to play as Waluigi. Wait, sorry. Uh, sorry to interrupt. But has have you guys been seeing all of the Waluigi memes recently? Like the video YouTube memes? No, there's so many. It's like, it's, but he loves Waluigi. What there, can I say? There's it's like, like Polygon made Waluigi blow up. It's it's crazy. Like there's like the one that comes to mind immediately is like Evanescence's "Bring Me to Life," but they replace like me and life with Wa. So it's like bring Wa to Wa. <laughs> it's really dumb. Okay, Anyways, podcast, I'm finding that. Okay. <laughs> but the thing that kind of strikes me whenever I do this is just how much I feel like I'm playing a switch commercial whenever i bring my switch out and play it with people like that just because it, it always feels like here let's uh sit around the switch and each have our own joy con and play mario kart and it's just it always it just feels like such a good experience whenever i play my switch with other people um to the point where again it just sometimes feels like i'm playing a switch commercial and i i don't know if there's any system that i think has really captured its selling point as well as the switch has because like at like with the initial commercials of like here you can take it and everybody gets a joy-con and everybody can play it it's like if, if every time i play it with like that it feels like i am in a giant switch commercial going like woo isn't it great to play mario kart with my family but it, it's that is such a fun pick up and play game it's it, I I feel like I play it every couple of months, maybe. I don't play it that often, but whenever I do, it's always a really good time. So uh, I'm grateful for the Switch, and I'm also grateful for all of my mobile gaming to keep me sane while I do this move, because I have not had any time to give to something like God of War, which I need to get back into. Um, you should play Marvel Future Fight. I'll say it every I week while playing it. I should. I should instead of playing Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery, which I'm still playing. But I, think, yeah. I, I have Future Fight on my phone now. I downloaded it, but I haven't started it yet. I, I sent you guys all the screenshot. My my energy thing has now gone up. I now have 3,000 out of a possible 71 oh energy. <laughs> I love like that. that. That's amazing. <laughs> You get so much free energy every day because it's like a three-year anniversary. And I've also like got... Basically, I registered my account when it first started. And when I logged back in two years later, I've been getting all of the gifts and all of the like login bonuses for two years. So I had like infinite money, infinite characters. It was very good. That is very good. It's like you're using Cheat Engine. You know, that game was too actually too overwhelming for me i haven't like uninstalled it or anything there's but there's so like much. there's so much stuff in it i actually started playing this uh this dungeon hunter game just came out this week dungeon hunters oh, yeah. like was like game loft shitty diablo ripoff for phones so they made they came out with a new one called dungeon hunter champions and it's basically marvel future fight uh like pretty much exactly that game but because it just came out, there's like very little in it. So <laughs> I've been playing that more because it's like I can parse it and there's not like 
a thousand things to do. I play this game. I play Future Fight every single day. Since we talked about it, when we talked about Harry Potter, and I was like, oh, wait, Future Fight was really good. And I just didn't install it when I got my new phone. Uh, I went back to it and I play it every single day. I play for like on the weekend. I'll often play over an hour of that game. Uh, and I just found the X-Men storyline today. Nice. Yeah, there's a lot in there. <laughs> it's very good, but there's a lot in there. It's a lot in there. Hey, Allison. Yes. Did your dad end up winning any races? No, he <laughs> came in last pretty much every single time. <laughs> I and then he and then he gave up after all. I, I he he's not a video game player. Uh, I thought he. We used to play, uh, the reason that I asked him was because we used to play Star Wars Episode One Racer together when I was a kid. So we played that and he did fine then. So I was like, you can do Mario Kart if you can do that. But I don't know. Uh, Also, just one more thing I'd like to mention is um, uh, today was apparently a bunch of uh, kind of local retro shops are trying to start uh, free video game day um, in addition to there being free comic book day. So it's over. It's over now if you're uh, listening to this, but uh, just a reminder to go check out the local retro stores in your uh, community because they might do stuff like that. And they're generally really, really nice. And I had a very good time, even though I was waiting in line for like 45 minutes to get into the store. (laughs) What free video game did you get? I got Tetris DX for Game Boy Color. Ooh. Pretty good game, though. Yes. No, yeah, no, I was like, this is not bad. Yeah, I was expect, you know, I was honestly expecting the the free game to be shovelware, but I'm like, you know, this is not a bad, this is not a bad pick. So it seemed like other people were were picking out their games. They're like, dang, this is a good game. So I'm like, sounds seems like they had some pretty good solid picks in the free games, which I was kind of surprised about because I again expected it to be like three dollar shovelware games i thought you got pokemon pinball i bought that (laughs) i bought that at the store i got i uh i actually got both versions of pokemon pinball because i saw that there was the game boy advance one he's like oh do you want the old janky one too and i'm like i 100 percent want the old janky one so that's that's the only one i've ever played i i played it once as a kid and i was like i i was like i wanted it so bad so i'm very excited that i have it and I find I, I find weird uh, like Game Boy games to be really fun, especially the ones that have all the weird like add-on s- stuff on top, like the fact that you have to have this uh, you have to have a AAA battery in there for the Rumble Pack. It's, something about that just tickles me. So that was, that was very was, fun. Wasn't there a WarioWare game, War- the Tilted one or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, so cool. I yeah, and there's a, there's a Yoshi game that also had like the tilt thing, and there's there's a couple of different uh, Game Boy games that have a, like a rumble feature added in. I, I just I just find it so funny that it's uh that it's like some, the, how big some of these like mobile game or these Game Boy cartridges can get to to get those features. Do you know what they should have done? Is they should make a WarioWare themed Labo for Switch oh and call it WarioWare Turned. And it's just all purple cardboard that you make into weird shit and then play games with your friends with. You know, I would buy it. <laughs> yep. I love WarioWare, so I would probably buy it. What if, now stay with me here, what if it's like Bop It? 
but like Labo and it's four player. Okay, yeah, okay. And, and made yeah. of cardboard. <laughs> yeah, it's all made of cardboard. You know, I buy I I keep the other Nintendo thing that uh people have been talking about that Splatoon reveal that they're going to have. What if that was like Splatoon Labo? If it's just a paint what gun. Would that even be? I don't know. It's just a bucket of paint. It's like, <laughs> just like the stuff in Splatoon, but it's like they're starting with the paint roller, and the idea is that you just like just paint everything. Yeah, I I've seen people was... suggest that it's Splatoon Battle Royale, which I would play in a heartbeat. Yeah, that how would fantastic. how would that it work? Like gonna, yeah, isn't a big part of Splatoon know. like painting the stage though? Yeah, but there's also the uh, like ranked modes that I mean, none of the modes are really focused on fighting people, but there are modes that are less about the painting. Like yeah. there's kind of like you have to Let's get this. Yeah, or there's also the you get this thing from point A to point B, and there's also you know just the, the more of the um, kind of ranked modes are different, and salmon runs different, so. Yeah, I wouldn't be too surprised, but... I wouldn't be either. The problem, though, this is a more meta discussion, I guess, but, like, the problem is, like, what I don't think a lot of these publishers understand is that the reason that Fortnite is so massive isn't because it's a battle royale. It's because it's a decent free game that doesn't have a bunch of stuff locked behind paywalls. Like, it's it's cosmetics that you pay for in that game. That's the reason it's so huge. Yeah. Being battle Battle royale has to be free. Well, also, I I feel like, though, with Splatoon, I think they've already added so much kind of free content or they they add a lot of free content to that over the years so you know if 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 they realize okay we have this amount of a player base who already has splatoon to we want more people to get back into playing it so this could be a way for a lot of people to go back to it i could almost see them launching it as a standalone app that's free if and then because they're trying they're going to be trying to push their online service so the thing pay for the online service and have free access to that i don't actually think that's going to happen i'm just saying i could see that being a direction they go i think what's actually going to happen is it's going to be a ten dollar dlc for splatoon that no one's going to play and it's going to get completely lost but (laughs) maybe my cynicism is misplaced it's going to be a nintendo like solution so bad (laughs) yeah yeah. Like them, if I was them, I would put that shit out, make it completely free, uh, like, like so. It's, you know, it comes with the network or whatever, and you pay for cosmetics because cosmetics are super important in Splatoon. Totally, like how your inkling looks are really, really important. I and mean, just be like, just eat the money on it if it doesn't make any money. I own I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, I own three amiibo, and two of them are Splatoon amiibo, just so I could get some out fun outfits for Splatoon, so, like, I get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I own 75 Amiibo, and six of them are Splatoon Amiibo, so seven are Splatoon Amiibo, so I completely get it. Yeah. They've got some good outfits in that game. It's very good outfits. Speaking of Nintendo video games and Nintendo-like solutions, I've been playing, well, I played one-fifth of the Nintendo Labo variety pack. Um, and I didn't really think any coherent thoughts about it when I was playing it. 
So I thought what we could do is maybe do a little AMA where you guys, if you have any <laughs> weird questions about Labo, you could ask them. Because, like, uh, the whole thing of Labo for me and the thing that was enjoyable, the thing that, like, I enjoyed the most, and my uh, fiance also, she made the Labo piano today. And she was like, I mean, like, playing with it was great, but making it is the star of the show. Um, and, you know, we're not a cardboard folding podcast. So, <laughs> not yet. Yeah, I mean, watch out for Labo Fix coming uh, August 2018. Just wait for E3 next year, and then we'll see how feasible cardboard fixes. Mm. <laughs> I'd be surprised if there is not more Labo every three to five months. I, no, I mean, I mean, if Microsoft and Sony release their own Labo-like product, I don't know if this is out before Labo, but I was at uh, Target the other day and walking through the video game area like I do, and there were a couple of like tech plus cardboard things in there that weren't yeah. Labo, and I was like, okay, I uh, oh. guess everybody's like, Jumping on the cardboard train. So it's weird. I found. What were you gonna say? Oh, I'm just saying. Like those aren't those aren't new. Those yeah. kinds of things existed. Like Nintendo yeah. didn't come up with the cardboard toy idea. I didn't realize like the it it was when I went to go buy Drop Mix last year. Gray purchase, by the way. Totally have not even touched that thing since <laughs> then. Anyway, uh, I'll say it three times. <laughs> it was when I went to go get that thing. Um, uh, I walked through like the connected toys section. There's some crazy shit in there that we, for some reason, don't ever hear about. I don't really know why, because it seems video game adjacent enough that you would see more stuff, but there's some actually cool looking, like, toys that do stuff that labo does and that other that go even beyond that like those rc cars that are like super advanced uh basically like super advanced slot cars and stuff like there's a lot of neat things that i'm surprised we don't hear more of from gaming related websites uh seems like an untapped market to me funny story penny arcade talks about those stuff all the time because yeah. they play with their kids with all these connected toys. That would require me to have any interest in reading anything those guys have to say in 2018. <laughs> yeah. True. Or having children. Oh, okay, wait, box. wait. So, yeah. Uh, Sam, I've got a question. Which fifth of Labo did you play? I made the house because it was the only one I hadn't seen anything about. Which one's the house? What does it do? So basically, it's a Labo house, and like you put the switch in the front, um, and then the house has three holes in it, like one on each side and one on the bottom, and it comes with three Same. tools. Uh, it comes with three tools, uh, and uh, so like one of them is like a crank, one of them is a push button, and then one of them is a turn key, and like. <laughs> All I can see is Pat slowly nodding his head. You're just not making That's it better with these descriptions. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> well, what else do you call it? It's not. It's not a lever. It's a crank. Anyway, the motion doesn't they help. They call it a crank. Anyway, so you you have the three holes, and 
what you can put like one thing in on the side, like one tool in on the side, and it'll do one thing. Or you can put it in the bottom and it'll do something else. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> and then you can uh, combine two to do an alternate second thing. And if you put all three tools in, it get takes you to a different space and you get like a little mini game. <laughs> <laughs> elevates your plane. I'm really happy that it's a fun, wholesome toy that is that you're enjoying your time. Apparently with. not anymore. <laughs> Emphasis on the whole. Yeah. Some. There are three holes in the Labo house. Yes. Uh, oh, the Labo has got a hole on the top for like um, you can change the music, uh, the instrument type from cool. like regular notes to like cat meows. Hell yeah. To old man voices. Hell yeah. I mean, so uh, I was in all seriousness. In all seriousness, I was interested to see like what they showed those uh, like like putting Joy Cons in those slots, and I was interested to see what that like how that affected anything. So it's cool to hear that it's like actual tools that control different aspects of the the toys based on how you like where you put them and how you use them. Are, That's pretty cool. Are there? Yeah. So, Sorry. so like the IR camera will like see the yeah. tools as they're put in mm -hmm. and each one you put a different pattern of the stickers on so it always knows which one you that have inserted sense. whether cool. it's from the side or from below are there are there any that make use of more than two joy cons uh i haven't seen one that uses two joy cons apart from the remote control car which does use two but the only the piano and the house are single Joy-Con ones. They only use the right Joy-Con, wow. the one with the IR camera. Makes sense. Interesting. Um, have you looked at anything with like the Labo Garage or any of the stuff past building your beautiful house? Yeah. yeah. So I played. I did literally all the phys the activities you could do with the house. So I probably won't play with it again. I won't get it out to show people or whatever. Um, but um, I'm probably not going to play with the house myself again. Um, the piano looked like it had a bit more shelf life on it in terms of what you play. Um, in fact, actually, the piano, you could use a second Joy-Con. You could um, conduct with the other Joy-Con to get a metronome beat. Oh, so you could, that's like, pretty cool. I love it. Forth, which I thought was really clever. Um, yeah, so I watched the... It comes with, like... Basically, there's three modes, make, play, discover. And make is obviously how you make the thing, like a Lego instruction book. Um, play is all the activities and all the like programming and weird AI stuff that you can do with them. And then discover is like a documentary YouTube series for kids uh, where you can be shown how it works, what it does. Um, and it like goes all the way through. Like That's how I knew... The, the different sticker patterns were how it recognized it and stuff, which I hadn't even thought about. Interesting. It's really clever. It's um, the discover section. Like I spent like a full, probably half an hour, 40 minutes watching all the videos and like going through it. And it's structured like a conversation. So like, or like a text chat. 
so there's three characters there's one guy who's called oh, Jerry Riggs uh, then there's learn a lot and uh, something I can't remember the other one is but it's another terrible pun um, and um, the the like basically one of them will be like do you know how the labo works and you're like and it comes up with options that's like um yeah or uh no and then you just like go through and they address you by the name of your account so they were like sam did you enjoy building the piano and i was like yeah <laughs> and so yeah it was really cool so naming my naming my account shithead will just really make me love working with labo Holy <laughs> hey, shithead yeah. Uh, how sturdy do, does everything feel? Because I've heard that people say it feels pretty sturdy, but from your experience... Sturdier how's... than I would expect, but not as sturdy as I would want. <laughs> okay. That makes makes, no, that, no, that makes total sense. I was worried about my cat's play, trying to play with it. The youngest long... cat loves playing with it. How long did it take you to build the house? Uh, about two hours i think 90 minutes two hours and it took Jesus. fiona two hours and 20 to build the piano and she didn't have papa bear to help her <laughs> no I, no i was playing god of war the whole time yeah, uh, and i've heard that the robot takes quite a bit to a long time to make too so i hear the robot is five plus hours yeah <laughs> Um, I'm going to make the fishing rod next, but as it had a piece of string on it, I didn't want to do it when with cats around. So <laughs> Makes sense. Fair. that's fair. I'll probably retreat to a room with a shut door to make that. You'll do it right after the podcast since the cats are in bed. Uh, Bar- Barry is somewhere. I don't know where he is, but Gus has gone to bed. Mm. Um, Speaking of going to bed, what if we did the quiz? <laughs> so go bed. How's everybody feeling on that front? Excellent. Sure. I'd love to go to bed. Me too. Yeah. It is four o'clock here, but I would love to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is ten minutes past midnight. It is currently Sunday. I'm catching up with Andre. My microphone just fell off there. Sorry, everyone, for that horrible noise. <laughs> That looks very unstable <laughs> still. Talk about precarious microphones. Okay. Uh, quick question number one. Which Mario Kart game was the first to feature animated mustaches? Is it A, Mario Kart 8, B, Mario Kart Wii, or C, Mario Kart 64? Let's what? get your answers in... Three, two, one. Show them. So anyone who said A, Mario Kart 8, you're correct. A. Get Rex I'm a nerds. Big fan of that question. That was a very good quiz question. <laughs> that was good. I was, he, I was... He's learning. Uh, <laughs> the learning machine. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> Uh, I make great quiz questions. I just don't think you appreciate it. It's like if you make them before the podcast, they can actually be good questions. You know, I still think about those uh, um, 
like the open critic score. <laughs> <laughs> That's I made uh, those before. Like I, I still think about that Nino Kuni though. How many like? What, oh yeah. That, how many games there are in there? Because that, I have that always up. enjoyed Sam's quizzes. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. That's why you're the best boy. The worst of them, I've always enjoyed them. That's saying something. Question two. Waluigi was first introduced in the Mario Kart series. A, true. B, false. Shuffling my papers. That's three, two, one. Show them. Everyone got that right. Yeah. Used to Mario Tennis. That's what I thought. Yeah. Waluigi. Mr. Eyeballs. Yep. I totally nodded like, yeah, that's totally right. And then I thought I was like, wait, no. Is Mario Tennis out this month? June 22nd. Okay. I'm looking okay. forward to that game. Yeah. I'm um, super into that game. In the, into the, yeah. Let's all play that online a lot because I'm going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, let's do that. Yeah. I'm going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> Question three. How many models can you build for the Labo variety kit? Is it A, five, B, six, C, four? So I'll give you those answers again. That's A, five, B, six, C, four. Okay. Do you want a three, two, one? Show me your answers. Everyone who put Bs, uh, so we've got Bs and As. So you can actually all have a point for that because there are two RC car models. Ah. I thought you were counting the little five. Don't you build that like Joy-Con holder at the beginning? You build too? a practice model at the beginning. Okay, but, that's what I was uh, thinking it was. I'm going to give everyone a point for that. Yay. Hey, trick questions. Yay. Everyone's happy. The true correct answer is five. So, Andre, you can feel really good about that. <laughs> uh, question four. Which of the following is not a real class type in Paladins? Oh. Is it A, flank, B, frontline, C, fast? Fun, fun tip, A, Pat said these earlier on in the episode. Oh, I no. I think I've ruined almost every single one of the quiz questions around my game. <laughs> don't worry, Pat, I don't remember. Fun tip, fun tip two, Frontline is the name of the flea medication my cat said. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> okay. So, which of the following is not a real class type in Paladins? A, flank, B, frontline, C, fast, and... Three, two, one. Show me your answers. Everyone who put C, you are correct. So that's hey. <coughs> Lots of correct answers today. Sorry, uh, Erica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Andre uh, went to see a Final Fantasy ride, so I got to put in a question about Final Fantasy. Uh oh. Uh, Final Fantasy oh, is one of the top 10 best-selling games of all time. Game franchises, oh, sorry. But what place is it? Oh, fuck. A, 10th. B, 3rd. C, 8th. That's A, 10th. B, 3rd. Or C, 
eighth. Three, two, one. Show me your answers. Everyone who put C is right. Pat and Allison. Yay. Yeah. Pat, is that your first ever clean sweep? Yeah. <laughs> that would be true. Congratulations. Thanks. I was really hoping you were going to put a Destiny question in just to spite me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, where I'm like, name all of the sons and daughters of Oryx. No, you got to say like, what zone is Xur located in this week? <laughs> I, I don't know that. I should probably find that out so I can go see Xur. I don't think I've got legendary marks. Whatever they're called. Legend shards. Legend zones. Destiny's a very good game. <laughs> New content is bad. Not bad. It just seems bad. It just seems thin. It's just so average. I'm very, yeah. I'm very close to buying it on PC just so I can get the season pass. So when the season two or whatever, like the year two expansion comes out, I can have it. I don't think it works like, that way. It does not cover season two. No, it only covers the first two. Curse of Osiris. Yeah. <laughs> What it's thirty-five dollars. It covers the two DLCs that have come out so far because they're twenty each. So you're basically yeah. saving five bucks off of Warmind and Curse of Osiris. Or if you they don't sell like they're worth twenty dollars, they are not. As I said, as I was talking about earlier in the thread. Um, then, then I'm not buying it. Okay, that's that said, it's it's the humble monthly game this month, so you can get it for twelve dollars. So yeah, the thing is, is they'll release a year two version like Taken King that'll probably be 60 so you'll be getting you'll still but be spending $60 on the game it'll have everything but if you buy the $12 humble version then you don't have to buy the season pass the the question is whether or not you'll be able to play the year 2 content without playing Warmind and Curse of Osiris which I don't know I think last time Fuck you that. had to have the expansions to play Taken King I believe you did but I also believe people were super pissed off about that and that they addressed that at some point. Didn't the season pass cover Taking King? Because like, I thought they changed the scope. No, and I, so no it didn't. didn't. You still had to spend 20 It was a $20 upgrade, I think, to get Taking King as a, like, as a standalone expansion thing to your Destiny if, it was, if you didn't have it yet. It was $30. 30 okay. I was going to make a yeah, really... I was going to make a terrible joke. When you said it was a different scope, I was going to say, oh, was it a Listerine? Wow. That joke is wow. better than the DLC for Destiny 2. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm into it because the stuff they touch on in the Destiny 2 DLC is stuff that I'm really interested in. Um, I haven't played even Coast of Curse of Osiris yet because I didn't get around to it on the PS4. Um, I'm excited to check it out on PC. Because I, I, it's, uh, it's parts of the lore that I'm interested in. Because they already screw up the lore. Yeah, that's too bad. Because like that and Warmind also, like the the Warminds are really interesting to me. So I think it's cool that they're that they're that it covers Rasputin. But like it's so thin content wise that it's easy for me to say it's probably not worth anyone's twenty dollars, <laughs> even though I'm interested to play them. So I bought the gold edition of Destiny, the digital deluxe, which what I did. was the main game, a shitload of free content, and the expansion pass. Mm-hmm. And that was about 10% cheaper than buying them both separately. Um, and so it cost me £90. Yep. 
which is like in, in the UK games are roughly 45, 50. Uh, digital games tend to be 50 to 55. Um, and I got the digital version as well because um, I just wanted to be able to boot it up whenever I wanted without having to like search yeah. out a disc, um, which is what I did with the original Destiny as well. Um, and like... I feel like I got my 100% money's worth from the full game and season pass before any of the new season content came out. Because I probably played that game for about 110 hours. And like my metric is usually £3 an hour, and that's like less than a pound an hour for that game. Before you DLC. only ever bring that up when talking about Destiny. Should, every time you talk about Destiny, you bring that up, and it's like almost like a defensive thing. So you're like trying to. <laughs> you, you should. You should <laughs> no, it, it was worth it. You should play Bendy in the Ink Machine. Uh, <laughs> I will say uh, that Destiny Two is still. Um, it's easy to get into, even still, um, which is a nice thing. It's not yeah. like, like if you purchased if you bought into world of warcraft right now for example totally different thing obviously because destiny 2 is like less than a year old and world of warcraft is like over 10 years old so i get that they're not the same thing but if you were to buy into a game like that um a running mmo with multiple expansions like you would be so incredibly lost and that's true of most games i think that are of this ilk that are kind of um and and with Destiny 2, it's very easy to just get rolling and play. And I think the fact, the way that they format the DLC, even if it's not, the it, the content itself isn't great, is really nice because it's just stuff to worry about at the end once you've done yeah. all the stuff that is in front of you in Destiny. And the activity tracker thing is still, the director thing is still really, really good. Very good, yeah. Like, being able to just I'm pull it all too and see everything that you need to do is so helpful. The only thing that sucks in that game that is not as evident as you get further along, but is noticeable early on. I only had one friend I was playing that game with on PS4. So he and I were pretty, it was pretty easy for us to just stick together. Um, Cause I was also like, that was when I was living effectively alone. Um, my roommate didn't really, we didn't do a ton of stuff all the time together. So basically like I could just every night after destiny two came out, I would just go home and we would play it. Um, and we were in the same time zone and everything, so it was easy. But now so, I have a bunch of people that picked it up because of the Humble sale, and so there's like 10 of us playing it, and whew, it's hard to keep track of everyone. Some people are level 20 already, some people are like level 8, some people are level 12. Like nobody can play together at this point. <laughs> and that changes once everyone levels up and you get going. But yeah. So content is auto-leveled to your current level. So you can play with someone who's level 20. You can. I guess what I mean is you so rapidly get through so much content that yeah. a lot of it's hard to sort of stay at parity with each other. Uh, it, it's because it's, mean, yeah, because yeah, you get so spread out in terms of what you need to do, basically. But that does eventually come back together and head off. So anyway. Yeah. We should probably talk about something other than Destiny 2 because... <laughs> well, that's the end of the podcast. We, uh, we had, that was it. Mila Yovovich is going to be in a Monster Hunter movie. Yeah. Why? <laughs> but the story of Monster Hunter is so, so good, it's, perfect for a PT. Yeah, it's, it's, P, it's not PT. <laughs> I'll pull, like, don't get them mixed up. 
It's like it's twenty three minutes past midnight, Andre. Come on, <laughs> you bother a break. I'm very, very tired. I, I, I just, I, I want that. I don't want people to. Yeah, no. People have been shitting on those Resident Evil movies, and I take offense to that because those movies are perfectly all right. The They're third, like, the third one's pretty good. Good movies. I watched yeah. one in the middle of the series, and it was it was pretty entertaining. Was it the third one? Was it the one in the desert, which was basically like Mad Max? It might have been. I don't remember. It was. It was like <laughs> it was in college, and in in like the common room, somebody had that on. So I'm like, I don't remember it very well. But I was like, oh, this is not bad. Yeah, the third one is fine. I think. What? Third one's very good. Have any of you guys seen Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage? No. No. <laughs> I have seen the first Triple you know X more times than is probably reasonable. I have seen the first two of those films. I will not see The Return of Xander Cage. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask how it compared to Resident Evil movies because basically. Triple X and Return of Xander Cage is maybe the most self-aware, stupid action movie I've ever seen. Wow. Uh, it feels like Vin Diesel writing Vin Diesel fan fiction. And uh, it's and like... basically what that movie is. That there's a scene in the movie where he has to go get action. his iconic fur coat. And he goes to London to get it from a computer hacker. And then she's like, why don't you sleep with all of these women that I'm not friends with? And then he was like, of course I will. I and don't care about like, that part. But he has to go get an iconic fur coat from a computer hacker? Yep. Like, is that an intentional Watch Dogs reference? <laughs> Probably. That sounds like an intentional uh, Watch Dogs reference in a Vin Diesel movie. The whole, the the whole of that movie actual- is... So he's got like this crazy crew and it's like they've got all these special skills and one of them is just that he's a really good DJ. I I think that's in the first movie. <laughs> uh, no, the actual Vin Diesel writing Vin Diesel fan fiction movie is The Last Witch Hunter, which is oh, based mm-hmm. on his D&D Ooh. character. I, th- I thought you were going to say Riddick. Riddick's anyway, actually uh, good, though. Uh, uh Okay, so but, watch Triple X through Tim's Paul, Paul W. Uh, maybe uh, Paul W. S. Anderson made the Mortal Kombat movie, so solid uh, choice. You know, his, 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 I don't know. His video game adaptations—they aren't like good movies, but they're fun. I, I also rather so see I'm Paul Thomas Anderson try to make a Resident Evil movie. <laughs> see Wes Anderson make one, or Wes Anderson. Yeah. Cool. No, I, I would podcast. definitely watch a, <laughs> a Paul Thomas Anderson Resident Evil movie. I would watch that movie. Oh, Wes Anderson should make a Labo movie. <laughs> you know? That's all his movies. <laughs> of any director to make a Labo movie, it's, like half of it's, them. it's Wes Anderson. That's right. And it'll have Jeff Goldblum in it somewhere. Jeff Goldblum <clears throat> is the switch. Mm. You, you keep just, making me want to see this movie. Jeff Goldblum plays the Switch. Um, I would pay to see that in the theaters. Isn't Bill Murray in all so, his movies too? Yep. yep. Okay. Bill Murray is the fishing rod. So you can find us all on Instagram, <laughs> uh, Twitter, and for Fix Podcast, FYX. Uh, I don't know what's happening. Um, <laughs> We're editing this podcast. That's what we're doing. Yeah, let's end this podcast.
because yeah, uh, oh. I want to go to bed. I Owen. feel like it's necessary oh. for my personal oh. well Owen Wilson um, is the person. Um, God! Oh, I think so. <laughs> look, guys, just watch Triple X Return of Zandicade. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, I appreciate your points, but I'm not going to. You can tell me more about it, but I'm not going to watch it. I'm not, not going to tell you anymore. I'm just going to tell you to trust me, and I genuinely think you will like it. All right, I'll find a movie to trade you. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. I will watch. I will watch a movie. It's going to be right a hostage movie. situation. Yeah, I've never seen that. <laughs> I've never seen such an intentionally stupid and over-the-top funny movie. Anyway, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter ranting about how good Triple X, The Return of Zadok Cage is at least once or twice a week uh, at SGCH. You can find Alex by Googling him. <laughs> or you can find me on Pornhub at C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. That's, that's almost a thing. <laughs> Posting on posting comments on things like, oh, what have I seen? <laughs> um, Allison? Oh, the mise-en-scene is really off the charts here. <laughs> um, what, can... You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y and I'm basically retweeting everything about Brooklyn Nine-Nine right now, so look forward to that. Yeah. Every week, do you think about how making a easier to spell or understand? You, you asked me this last time, and one hundred percent yes. <laughs> the answer is going to continue to be yes every week. It's, yeah, it's going to. You're going to ask me every week. Do you ever think about an easier name? And then I'll always say, Yeah, uh, yeah, I do. One day you'll you'll just change it to uh, Zander Cage Fangirl or something. <laughs> After you've seen you know, this incredible movie. Of all the usernames I could choose on Twitter, that's probably one of the least likely. <laughs> I bet there already is that account, which is a shame. You know what? I'm yeah, I'm put a few X's before and afterwards, maybe three of them. Uh, Andre? <laughs> uh, you can find me writing PTWS Anderson. That last Anderson is for Wes Anderson uh, slash Vin Diesel fanfic uh, on fanfiction.net. Uh, just, you know, Google that. PTWS Anderson, you'll find me. Or I spent a lot of time on fanfiction.net when I was 17, and I'm not going to tell you what my username was. Pat? <laughs> you can find me at JesterPC and my blog at GamingInConfidence.com where I'm gearing up for uh, a another series that's probably going to take up way too much time, and I now have a job where I write most of the time, so it's blog content slowing down a little bit but it's not going away um but this is the sneak preview i'm about to finish the second game in the divinity series so uh i'm looking oh, at Jesus writing about Christ. both divine divinity, <laughs> yeah. divinity soon. and for true for true gamers who appreciate computer role-playing games and their rich history you're gonna really enjoy it pc master no, race no, that, that was true game is Christ. That wasn't a Jesus Christ. Why are you playing? To be, and it's a Jesus Christ. What are you doing? Yeah, oh, it's, yeah is, I know. It's going to take like It's going to take four years to get through all of them. Yeah, hey, I'm going like, to be like a third of the way through the series already. Pat, when you get to Dragon Commander, pat, patch me in. I'll get on board. Oh, believe me, there will be a lot of Dragon Commander content. I I, I adore that game. Uh, by the way, Xander Cage Fangirl is not a uh, Twitter username. So Sam, if you want it. <laughs> I am going to register that Twitter account right now. Uh, too slow, Pat. <laughs> uh, 
No, I don't have enough time to do that. Okay, goodbye, everyone. This is a really good podcast. Uh, everybody should Bravo. Also, um, uh, don't bother playing Paladins. Just ignore Pat. Thanks, everyone. Good night. Thanks. Oh, you won't Pat, play Paladin, play but you Paladins. want him to watch The Return of Xander Cage. Yeah, I, I will play the exact time limit of the movie The Return of Xander Cage in Paladins. That's not good enough. I, mean, I don't want to give you a fun thing to do while I subject myself to that. You're you're getting a much funner thing to do than playing Paladin. Yeah, like I here, Pat. strongly disagree with that assessment. Look, I, I think I'll, I'll just find a couple of YouTube clips and send them over to you, and we'll see how we feel. I mean, uh-huh. if if you want to watch a shitty movie, you could just get them to watch the Avengers: Infinity War. Oh, oh. I'm glad the podcast is over. Okay, bye. Yeah, bye. Have. I too many things to say for this and we can't accept of, of movie fix everybody square yeah. up yeah yep yep I, I think at some point now we I'm currently to. unemployed movie and comic fix could could be a thing now that I'm employed it's on it. harder for me to make that work but I'm sure we can figure out a way to do it yeah easy I'm just right, myself in. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs>